Happy Friday and welcome to Nip Talk. We got an awesome, controversial, crazy show today, so I hope you guys are ready. First off, gender transition in minors. Is it good or bad? We're going to talk about it. And next, is oral sex giving you cancer? It might be. We're going to talk about that. Lastly, we've got a crazy plastic surgery death hoax. All that's coming up right now. Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk. An honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle. With your host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. We really, really do appreciate it. Please, please like, please subscribe. It helps us out so much. And leave us a comment. We want to know what you want us to talk about. I'm your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman. With me, as always, is Sarah, who's wearing awesome. What's up? I love your top today. I think it's really oh, cool. The asymmetry. We've talked about that on the fashion days. We have. Asymmetry is still in, right? Yeah, and it's cut out. Oh, cutout asymmetry. Dang, it's like yeah. hitting all the boxes. Yeah. Travis, you got an asymmetry cutout on today? What do you got, buddy? I have a regular polo shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> a regular polo I do shirt not on. have an asymmetrical shirt. All right. Very yeah. cute. I, have no, I, have, I don't have one anywhere in my wardrobe. What? Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, we'll, have, we'll have to go shopping. Sarah will take you shopping. Let's do it. What's the store? Sarah take me shopping. I bet she. What's the store name, Sarah? What's what's your store name? Rose and Thorn. Rose and Thorn. We gotta yeah. make a trip. We gotta I make actually a trip. do have some clothes from Sarah's shop that I wear. All um, right, we got. I got a really cool flannel there and a nice. Uh, I think it's short sleeve shirt that I wear a lot. Yeah. So. I mean, you have, you have mostly mostly female clothes, though, right? Yeah, but I have guys' clothes, too. Some. But, yeah, yeah mostly everything I wear is always from there. I, I'm going to have to sometimes get you to, like, maybe go online and pick me out an outfit you think I should wear. I mean, I, I have my own kind of style when I go out, but... We've gotten some new boys' stuff recently. Yeah. I'm, I'm bad about buying boys' stuff because I'm more excited about girls' stuff, yeah. obviously. Well, but. and you probably get more female traffic. <laughs> we do. Yeah. But, honestly, anytime a guy comes into my store, they buy something. So. Really? Yeah, I don't. I but I think it's because men, when they are like, I need to go do something, like I need to buy a shirt, they go and buy a shirt. But girls right, are like, yeah. I just want to look. They'll shop around and see what they like. Yeah. So guys are just like, I'm gonna get this shirt. So do you like when you're picking out guys' clothes there? Or do you go for like certain styles or anything? Just whatever's kind of hot or what? yeah, whatever is in style right now. So like, what's in style for guys right now are like those knit short sleeve polos. Oh, the but knit like polos. they're more like cardigan style. And then you know, like the more they're ca they're made like cardigan material, but they're short sleeve, and some of them have like buttons. Huh. Like a regular cardigan. You have to send me a picture. I'm not like yeah. in my mind. I obviously don't have any of that in my wardrobe. It's very like grandpa chic. <laughs> it really is. Dude, I don't know if I'm ever in my lifetime gonna be looking for grandpa chic style. <laughs> I just. I don't know. It's just the name of it. Maybe throws me off. Grandpa chic sounds amazing, though. Really? It yeah. Sounds comfortable. It sounds super comfortable. <laughs> it sounds. It sounds super comfortable. I bet it is. Well, you know, I guess there's, there's been lately in the past few years the trend for more comfortable clothes. You mm -hmm. know, I remember when we were, well, I because I'm older than you guys were younger. Like the clothes weren't really comfortable at all. Like it was kind of miserable to wear the clothes. Yeah, like, they were like either well, tight. Girls clothes are usually always not as comfortable as men's clothes. I feel like. Yeah, women's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's probably true. <laughs> All right, I don't know how we got off on clothes. I like to talk about clothes. I mean, I it's one of my you know things. I like fashion and, and buying clothes. But uh, anything else exciting happen? 
Um, I got my back wisdom teeth. Oh taken yeah, out. Siri, man, I mean, we need to get Sarah like a whiteboard or something. So in case um, you... no, but it wasn't that serious because my my teeth had already came in. Oh, so okay. they just had to pull them. But I was very scared, like really, really scared. They uh, gave me a bunch. Just I don't like um, that kind of stuff. Like it yeah. makes me really nervous. Like having stuff in your mouth, like dentistry type like, stuff. Like and having yeah. in my and having my mouth like opened like, that long. <laughs> yeah. And I always make me think of like Final Destination. Yeah, it makes me scared. Like <laughs> it makes me feel like claustrophobic. Yeah. I don't know why. And then, Dude, then when I they don't think that, anyone likes the dentist. Whenever they put that thing on my face, which was for like the laughing gas, uh, I just felt like I was like stuck to the chair. I was like, oh my god, I need to get out of here. It's like you being waterboarded, but yes. with gas. Oh, god. But I mean, the gas helped, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, it takes the. Because if it. that was not there, I would have been like, it's time for me to leave right now. Oh. I need to get out. Of I don't here. care for the dentist either. No offense. To any dentists out there, I mean, I don't think anyone loves the dentist. I wanted but to right. be a dentist when I was little. Did you? Because I had like, I loved my dentist when yeah. I was little, but I never had any problems until I got older. So right before we started doing the show last year, I don't know, you may have seen me because we met actually before the show. Did you ever see me when I had all my teeth knocked out? No. Oh yeah. So I guess it was <laughs> two years ago. You know, I played ice hockey for forever, and um, a couple years ago I was playing and. I had a puck hit a stick and it came up and hit me in the mouth and it chipped, it chipped, well, it chipped two teeth and I didn't do anything about it, you know, because it was like the pandemic and we were wearing masks. Uh-huh. Well, they ended up just breaking. So oh, then I had like this snaggle tooth look, which was just ridi- maybe I did see ridiculous. You. It may have, you may have, I don't know. But we were all wearing masks at the time, so I was kind of like slow to I've like chipped my teeth before. Yeah, I was pretty amazed though. Like, I mean, I hadn't been to the dentist in a long time and and hadn't really had any. I guess cosmetic dentistry done, but like it was like my front teeth, which you know now look pretty normal, I think. Yeah. And they were like seriously jacked up. Like I mean, I look like a either like a hillbilly or a hockey player or a hillbilly hockey player. Like it was pretty bad for a while. (laughs) Everybody's like making fun of me, but I don't know. My my daughter, she always makes fun of me. Oh, speaking of which, you know, um, I was flipping through our videos. You know, I'm always tracking like you know how we're doing as far Uh as subscribers and videos. Do you know we have a video out there that has seventy thousand views? No. Yeah, I didn't either until last What's night. What's it about? It's my daughter playing guitar. Oh, like, nice. The media people, like, uploaded it, you know, because they picked stuff off my social media. So they threw this thing up there. And it was, like, months ago that they posted it. And, you know, it really didn't do anything. And I, somehow it started getting traction. And it, it pulled in, like, 70,000 views. That's cool. It was cool, you know, because uh, I showed it to my daughter. And, like, you know, there was, like, 150 comments. And, of course, you know, you get the 5% of she sucks. But, like, 95% of them were, like... <laughs> you know, really nice, you know, mm-hmm. very, you know, um, encouraging. And so I showed it to her, and she was, like, so excited. Like, she was like, oh, yeah. my gosh. She immediately went and started well, practicing Well, and YouTube's guitar. really big for kids, honestly, yeah. like, obviously. But, like, whenever other kids see other kids on yeah. the Internet, they watch it. They they don't just watch it once. They watch, no, they watch it, it over and over and, yeah. and over and over again. So It was pretty cool. So yeah. I just, I don't know, I feel bad. It's, like, our best video is my daughter. <laughs> we got, I'm gonna have to help my game because my daughter's gonna hold this over our head, so we're gonna have to like get some good videos. She's, yeah, up. she's been wanting to be on the show. So. I know. Well, Jeff wants her to have her own show, which I don't know. She'd probably be good at it, but I don't know. Just I'm not sure say. I can take on another project like that. But <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, speaking of kids, so all right. I figure we've been doing so good lately. It's yeah. about time we, you know, maybe get canceled by talking about like a really controversial topic. <laughs> okay. And so uh, this is actually a, it's a very good topic because it's really hot in the news right now. 
And it's something that is controversial, and it's something that, you know, I'd like all of us to kind of look at very objectively and kind of, you know, weigh in on this. And I pulled some data, and it is gender transition in minors, you know. Mm. And this is a big thing. Like, I don't know if you guys have been watching the news, you know. And unfortunately, like everything, it's been made very political, you know, which I just I'm, – I'm just like such a middle politics kind of person that like all of like the, the outside stuff just kind of – gets to me or whatever and so you know i hate to see that but but the topic is you know very big today and um it's something that i think is worth discussing because i it's there are definitely some pros and cons to it and i want to start out by saying that you know uh, i do gender transition surgeries it's not Mm -hmm. something that like i'm known for you know i'm like not there is a there is a guy here in dallas that's kind of known for just literally doing that but since I do specialize in, in breast surgery, um, I, I've actually had quite a few people come through, you know, doing male to female or female to male transitions mm-hmm. and want to do, do their breasts. Right. Uh, and, and that's totally fine. I mean, I'm totally happy to do that for people, provided, you know, everything's right. You know, there's a few check boxes you have to make to make sure that they're ready to go through something yeah. like that. And, and all the ones I've done, people have been very happy and had good results. Um, but when it comes to minors, I mean, I think it's just a whole another conversation to have. Uh, and so, I mean, the first thing I guess to talk about is like, what does gender transition in minors include? And so there's, there's kind of five parts, and there's probably more parts. These are just the five categories that I broke it down to. And one would be like social transition. So okay. that's like a name change, you know, pronouns, appearance, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, then, of course, you know, the mental health support, like, you know, having a counselor and, you know, really talking to a child to make sure this is something that they, that is real and not, you know, just like something flippant. Right. Um, then it comes into the things that are a little bit more impactful from a health and, like, long-standing situation, which would be hormone therapies such as, you know, giving a uh, – female child testosterone or yeah. male child estrogen to kind of reverse the sexual characteristics and then going on to even more dramatic things like surgery yeah. um, which is happening you know these days and the last part would be just like a full-on legal change like changing you know birth I don't know if they didn't change birth certificates but changing legal documents yeah. to signify that okay this person has now transitioned to the opposite gender and so, you know, I think from our standpoint, what, what I wanted to talk about was more the hormone therapy and surgical therapy. Because yeah. um, as I'm going to say later, I mean, these are the things that are sort of a point of no return. You know, the social Agreed. construct, you know, the mental health stuff, you know, all of that can be reversed, right? right. But once you start doing things like medical therapy and surgery, I, mean, I don't want to say that they 100% can't be reversed, but it becomes extremely difficult and, um, you know, I would say near impossible to completely reverse that, yeah. you know, to, to what I would think was um, appropriate. So as, as with everything, I like to take a very neutral approach. I like to block out all the noise, you know, all the extremes and talk about things from a scientific standpoint um, and, uh, you know, make a rational kind of decision about this. And so... I wanted to make a pros and cons list of like, you know, what are the pros and cons of starting gender transition, you know, in a minor. And so for for pros, things like, you know, an early intervention can allevi- alleviate gender dysphoria and increase quality of life. There are some studies that, that definitely show that. Um, earlier transition gives a child longer time to adjust to 
their new self. Okay. Um, it can improve mental health. You know, if the child has very severe gender dysphoria, I mean, it can be very, you know, unsettling to them to the point that it affects their, their life. Right. And, you know, starting the transition has been shown to increase that mental health. Um, it also can increase their self-esteem, which increases functioning in a day-to-day, you know, situation, which is obviously a good thing. And, you know, starting early can uh, alleviate stress, you know, okay. for the child. So, you know, you, when you look at those, you're like, okay, I mean, that sounds pretty reasonable. Um, but what about the cons? All right. Uh, so for the cons, list things like identity not being fully formed, you know. I mean, depending on the age of the child, like, they're, you know, children are whimsical and they do change their minds. I mean, yes. like <laughs> constantly as a mother, you know that. As a father, I know that. Um, and, you know, that means that someone may want to transition at one point, And then there's a word called desisting. I mean, this is kind of a new word to me. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> when I was doing the research for this, the word desisting kept popping up. I'm not even sure I'm saying it right. Jarvis desisting, is that, is that right? Do you know? <laughs> I am not sure. <laughs> not sure? Okay. I've never heard of this well, before. Desisting, I hope I'm not mispronouncing that to anyone out there who is truly an expert in this. Cause it's assist, the opposite of assisting? Desisting, maybe. <laughs> we, need, we should ask ChatGPT. Um, yeah. uh, also, some of the cons, um, there is the possibility that parents would use this to fix behavior, you know, that a child may be acting out and this would be their solution. Which yeah, may like not when a kid acts out because they want a toy or candy or ice cream. Right, but on a bigger scale, yeah. 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 But yes, yeah, that's true. Um, it, this one's the big one for me. Interventions can have enormous, long-lasting effects. Mm-hmm. And as I said, that can potentially not be reversible. Also, there's very limited research on the long-term outcomes of this. Yeah. Um, there is research out there, which we're going to talk about. Um, and then lastly, which is probably the least important, at least from my standpoint, would be the negative connotation with transitioning. I mean, in my opinion, people are free to do what they want. Now, with a child, we're going to talk about that that is a little bit more sticky, but, Mm. you know, the fact that somebody might be, you know, discriminatory against them, I mean, that just, I I just hate that so much that I hate to, to, to do it. So, so, you know, looking at all those pros and cons, I mean, I mean, I hate to put you guys on the spot, but what do you, what do you guys think about this? I mean, I'm going to give my opinion. You want me to go first? or? I know. mean, I can. I don't care. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, if, if my daughter asked to do any of that, I would – I don't know that I would take it very seriously, honestly. Yeah. Uh, um, so we, I – because just knowing my daughter – Yeah, right. Is – I know that one minute she is crying and screaming on the floor for – Right. So you'd be one more specific thing, and then one minute she's over it. Yeah. Even if I give it to her, she's yeah. like done with it. It's in like a toy. It's like so in her specifically closet. for she's your child. It. You feel like it would more likely be a temporary thing. Yes, yeah. it would okay. be like that, I want to be like fair. this because yeah. of this superhero. But just for just for a little bit. Yeah, not, Travis, do you got any opinions on this? Not anything. I know it's a big topic, but I mean. Um, you can be I, so no, no, no. I'm not neutral on it. I, I like stand on the side. I don't mind. Um, I think, like you said, it's a really touchy subject. Um, and I think kids do change their minds, so you have to be very careful with it. Yeah. Um, not to do it too soon or too early or yeah. something like that. But I mean, I this is like an impossible question to ask somebody. I mean, absolutely. Even the experts, There's a like, lot of transgender adults that are like, facts. do not do, do not let, do not do this to your child. Because, like, even when they were adolescents, mm-hmm. 
they had no idea. Yeah, they weren't sure. Right. So, I mean, I'll give my opinion on this. Um, As I said, I do transition surgeries. Um, I do them on adults. Um, As a doctor, as a physician, I'm against it. Um, uh, I'm against doing the more long-lasting things like hormone therapy and surgery. The other parts, totally fine. Hormones are serious. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So, I mean, here's, here's, and here's why I say this, you know. In the United States, the age of consent for someone to have a medical procedure is 18 years old. And there's a set reason for that. Um, and the reasons are stated that a, a minor uh, very well may not have the intellectual capability to understand a procedure, understand the risks and benefits, and understand the long-lasting well, effects. Take, take this, for example. Like, I have gotten my tooth pulled before, but mm-hmm. whenever I was a kid, and I had no problem with it. Like, I was just like, yeah, do it, whatever. But as an adult, when they right. were doing it, <laughs> yeah, it was like, right. I know yeah. what can happen, and I know the risks and all of that. So I feel like yeah. kids just don't know. They're just ignorant to it. And so I feel like right. even for something simple like getting your yeah. tooth pulled is like, I don't know. So because I, as a doctor, really hold that consent thing you know, to be very important, I mean, consenting and understanding a procedure before you have it to me is just the ultimate importance. I just morally find that very hard uh, to swallow. And then the, the second, well, the, the second the second reason, I have a few reasons. The second reason is I, I worry about the legal implications down the road. And, you know, and not to say that, you know, I'm making this decision because I'm watching out for myself, but just I see the potential lawsuits down the road because... Well, you're it, in a business, so it's like... Right. I mean, as, <laughs> as a surgeon, you know, I do occasionally review cases for malpractice for plaintiffs um, because I like to make sure that plastic surgery is done properly. And so, you know, in an instance where a lawsuit came up where somebody 10 years after surgery said, you know, my life is ruined because I had this and this doctor did like this to me. advantage of me or something. Right, this doctor did this to me, and I, I was not, I was a child. How could I have consented to that? What, am I, what would I say? I mean, of course there are the fact that they have to go see a psychiatrist and there's all that, but still, like, at the end of the day, they're right. I mean, they can't make that decision at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing that I would, I would kind of rely on is the research, okay? Yeah. So to me, what the most important question is, how many of these children 10 years from now are going to regret that decision, okay? And there's, a, there's some research out there in the rate of desistance for gender dysphoria in kids. And the problem is, is that it is all over the map. When you look at the studies, there's one study that says it's 2%, which is just unbelievably low. There's one study that says it's 90%, which is kind of unbelievably high. Yeah. So when you look at like the group of studies and the one there is a there is a literature review 2018 journal archives of sexual behavior it looked at 10 different studies and the rates of desisting meaning the people that regretted doing transition range from 40 to 88%. All right? Okay. So even if you went on the low end and say half of people regret this decision I'm out. I mean, I'm out. Like, if half the people are, are going to regret this enormously life-altering decision... Well, it's like, would you jump? Would people be jumping out of airplanes if half the people <laughs> were the dying? Yeah, no, I, no. Don't, I don't think so. Um, so, Silly. you know, once again, uh, I like to go on, like, what is the best for the patient? And, you know, what does the research show? And at least by my humble opinion, based on my research, it's no. You know, yeah. it's I, I absolutely not. You know, no. and... 
I did look into some of the data about what increases the risk of desisting, meaning people who regret it. Uh, younger age at the diagnosis of gender dysphoria makes total sense. You know, and the younger they are, the more likely they are to not know what they want. Uh, assigned male at birth, so meaning boys wanting to go to girls are more likely to regret it. And then lastly, less severe gender dysphoria, meaning they're just kind of have gender dysphoria. And for those, I mean, I assume everyone knows gender dysphoria, meaning you're not comfortable with your, your gender. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at that data, I, it's hard for me to, to to agree that this is a good thing. I mean, I just, I can't, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I know there's people out there who probably think I'm a horrible person because of that, but I mean, I, I really am coming to this from a very neutral, honest, kind of scientific kind of approach, and, mm-hmm. you know, people can cherry-pick data and say, oh, well, look at this study that says only 2% of, you know, people regret it. Well, okay, but then there's a study that says 90% of people regret it. So you got to kind of look at everything and not cherry-pick data and man, I looking at that, I just I think it's a bad idea, you know. Yeah. And then it brings in the question of, you know, should doctors be willing to do this? I mean, I personally think no. I mean, I think that's controversial to say, but I that's just what I believe. And then you know, should it be illegal? There's there's places passing laws. You know, there's states, more conservative states, are passing laws that say that it's illegal for them to do this. That one I'm weighing out of. I mean, I, you know. I'm a very kind of libertarian guy, so I don't believe in a lot of laws. But then again, my only exception would be laws for children. Like, yeah. I don't believe in seatbelt laws. I don't believe in helmet laws. But kids can't make that decision, right? So for them, I think there should be protections, and that kind of does fall into this. But yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a crazy thing. There's been so much talk about it in the news, and, like, it, people get very kind of hysterical and, you know, partisan about it. And um, I feel like it's like a – I feel like – we just need to, as a society, just not buy into the whole, like, you can do whatever you want as long as you're happy. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but you should also be happy with who you are. Yeah, I mean, I, I as like, a, it's <laughs> yeah. hard. It's as a plastic surgeon, it's well, yeah, to say that. But, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, to a certain degree, you need to be happy with who you are. And But, you know, once again, as an adult, you know, if you're of sound mind and body and want to make a decision, I'm I'm all for that. I mean, like I said, I do the surgeries for adults, but I mean, for kids, that's a scary thought. Well, if you if you watch this segment, please tell me what you think and please be nice in the comments. I mean, we try to have rational, honest discussion here. um, So please don't make the comments a flame section. But I'd love to know what you guys think and maybe, you know, explain if you have a different point of view, explain it to me. I, I'm always willing to listen to opposite yeah. points. So. Well, speaking of, like, plastic surgery and, like, kids, I was watching the trailer for the Kardashians. They have they have their show on Hulu now. Mm. And I was watching the trailer, and it was Kylie who gets, who, like, obviously has, like, lip injections. She's yeah. had stuff done to her face, uh, chest, and probably yeah. her butt. Um, and she was talking about how um, she regrets doing Oh, almost yeah. all of it and that she's going to make sure that her daughter knows right. that like yeah. you don't have to do this to be happy yeah that's a good lesson too i mean i actually saw that and I thought she about got all that stuff done when she was yeah, very young. young yeah like 18 maybe i, I always <laughs> i'm always a little bit nervous operating on on younger people you yeah. know and and they tend to want to do things that i think are potentially not going to be happy down the road mm-hmm. but yeah i just thought that was i thought that was yeah. like nice not nice but like i thought it was good that like she's just talking about yeah it is good real, I love when, yeah. real thoughts that she's yeah. having and how she's you know learning from getting, things yeah. that you did that maybe weren't the best yeah mm-hmm. all right we got it that was a great topic another kind of interesting topic here maybe not controversial but definitely interesting and it's is oral sex giving you cancer <laughs> which i 
<laughs> yeah, that made of, me giggle. I think it's kind of humorous, but it's not. It's serious. This is like a real deal, and this has come up in the past few years. And the reason I'm talking about it is there recently was an article by Dr. Mahana, who uh, is looking into this, and he reported a dramatic increase in oral pharyngeal cancer. So that's cancer of the back of the throat and the tonsils. And now the main cause of oral pharyngeal cancers is actually human papillomavirus. That's HPV. what I was gonna say. Yeah, you're so right. HPV. Yeah, so I was like, that's cancer. Yeah. yeah. So HPV is the virus that for decades everyone knows, or a lot of people know, causes cervical cancer. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the things that you know is tested for when people get pap smears in their annual exams. And what is happening is through oral sex, the HPV is getting into people's oral cavity. Mm -hmm. And you know the thing with HPV, it is you know it's a sexually transmitted disease, and it's actually extremely common to the point that the CDC says that if you're sexually active, pretty much a hundred percent of people will have HPV in their lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those viruses that is just almost everywhere. And men carry it without; they can't even be tested for it, right? I think you can be tested, but but it's not like they don't get annual exams. Like it's a swab yeah. test, and there's not many people lining up for that. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like guys, I'm guys, gonna... I'm sh I'm sure guys are just walking around with it. They don't know because they don't have well, symptoms. Like so, here's the thing: is that with HPV, if you get it, a lot of the times your body clears it. Mm -hmm. You know, and so you can get it. You can get an HPV, and there's a there's a ton of different strains. Um, yeah, I, have the, I, had, I got the shot when it first came out. You did? Oh, yeah. wow. We're going to talk about that. So um, there's a ton of different ver you know, variations of it, and a lot of them are completely harmless, and your body clears it. And there's some that are more aggressive and that actually can cause cancers. And we know which strains those are, mm -hmm. and those are the ones that the vaccine actually targets. Yeah. Um, but for a certain percentage of people, they don't clear it. And then it gets into the DNA, and it starts to affect cell replication, and then they go on to, to get cancer always historically with cervical, and now we're seeing an oropharyngeal. And there's some data on it, and the data is that for people who have six or more partners in their lifetimes, and this is oral sex partners, the risk of oropharyngeal cancer goes up almost nine times. Like, that's pretty crazy. That's Well, everybody has an excuse now not to do it. <laughs> right. I guess it's a good way to get out of it. It's like, no, I don't want to catch cancer. Dang, so <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry good. about it. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about your loss. <laughs> um, but now, yeah, 70% of, um, of oral pharyngeal cancers are, are found to be caused by, by HPV. Um, and, you know, oral pharyngeal cancer is rising. Uh, there's about 55,000 cases per year. Of those, there's about 12,000 deaths per year. Now, oral pharyngeal cancer is a... A disease of older people generally. Um, yeah, my grandfather had throat cancer, but he, he was a tobacco user. That probably yeah, that's yeah. probably it. I think that you know now HPV is surpassing that. Mm -hmm. You know, based on you know what this literature is showing, um, the average age of diagnosis is sixty four years old. Mm -hmm. Only twenty percent of them are in people less than fifty five. So you know, just talk a little bit about oral pharyngeal cancer and who might be at risk. It is older people, you know, yeah. generally. Um, lifetime risk is greater in men. It's one in 60 versus one in 140 for women. Mm -hmm. So this is a disease more of men. Uh, symptoms would be things like throat pain, difficulty swallowing, feeling a lump in the throat, hoarseness, voice change, persistent coughs. So those would be kind of the symptoms that might come along with, with oral, pharyngeal, or oral pharyngeal cancer. And you know, there actually was like a pretty famous person that got oral pharyngeal cancer and it was blamed on HPV. Do you guys know who it was? No? Mm -hmm. No, nah, I'm not familiar. Michael Douglas. Oh, wow. Yeah, the actor. 
yeah, yeah. He was in the news a couple years ago, and it was almost like I mean, not to make light of it, like people were. I mean, it. They flat out said it was from. He, I think he said it was from HPV for moral sex, and at the time, nobody was talking about this. Everybody's like, what? Like, what do you? I mean, it was just kind of like a weird thing to say, right? Most people say, "No, oh, I got cancer." They didn't say, "I got it from." You know, oral sex or whatever, but he apparently he was kind of open about, or maybe as a publicist, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but since that time, and that's been a couple or three years, this thing has just kept growing and growing and growing. And so, you know, when we talk about these things, I mean, not to you know, not to joke about them, but you know, did really seriously kind of learn something. It's like, okay, well, now something else I have to worry about. Uh, what are the things that you can do to, you know, maybe protect yourself? Right. Right. Let's so, hear it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, kind of simple stuff. I mean, one would be partners, do it. partner selection, right? I mean, yes. you know, I'm sure we have all been in encounters with people that we know maybe our experience would be a nice way to say it. Yes. And so, you know, this is another thing uh, outside of the, I mean, it is an STD. I guess it's a maybe a non-traditional form of an STD, but it's just another thing to think about, you know, because I think a lot of people think that, oh, well, if I'm not having, you know, if I'm having oral sex, then I don't have to worry because it's not, you know, normal mm-hmm. sex, right? And so that's kind of maybe the distinction I'm trying to make is that, you know, now, I mean, there is definitely STDs that you can get from, from just oral sex as opposed to, uh, you know, normal sex. And um, it's just something to be aware of. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like condoms, depending on which way it's going, you know, can be effective. I mean, that is an obvious way to prevent STDs. And then and you mentioned it, the, the vaccine. Yeah. Um, the HPV vaccine, which, um, yeah, when I was young, that wasn't really a thing. And yeah. so I, you know, that actually is right. Re- I'm actually, <laughs> uh, the, the recommendation is for people 9 to 45. So I'm actually outside of the age of that. So it's never been something I've ever thought about. Um, but the HPV vaccine is uh, very effective. Yeah. You know, um, it's quite effective at, at protecting people from HPV. Um, it specifically is targeting the strains uh, that... Um, cause the cancer yeah. and it's pretty well tolerated so so yeah I mean it's you know it's out there it's something to be aware of you know we we, we use it because it's kind of a shocking headline but I mean it is a real thing and so people should be aware of it and you know take precautions fun fun <laughs> yeah. have a good weekend don't do it <laughs> yeah be careful out there this weekend you know but don't don't go to the truck stops yeah, or be the... careful out there <laughs> okay. Busting your, your chops, Chubbs. Maybe she might still be on the medication from wisdom yeah, teeth. I, I think that's what it is. Sarah's a little loopy today, guys. All right. So I, we just got a little bit of time left today, but I do have a, a quick story that I want to talk about. And I thought this was going to be a big story as the, this was coming out during the week. Did, did you Did you guys hear about the plastic surgery death due to the guy that wanted to look like the Korean pop star? Did you hear about this? No. I think I did hear about this. Like, I've seen this picture that we're going to show for it. All right, yeah. So uh, this was all in the news. Uh, This is the weirdest story ever. So the Daily Mail reported the death of some actor, a Canadian actor named St. Von Colucci, 22 years old. He reportedly had $220,000 worth of surgery, uh, over 12 surgeries, to look like the BTS. Do you guys know BTS? That's uh-huh. a Korean, Korean yeah, pop yeah. band. Uh, there's a, one of them is named Jimin. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. J-I-M-I-N. Uh, and he wanted to look like this guy. So he had jaw implants, nose job, facelift, lip reduction, eyebrow lift. No, over it was reported time. over time. And the report was that uh, he had to have his jaw implants removed, and he got a bad infection, and he was in a hospital in Korea, mm-hmm. and he died. 
And so this was all over the news, you know, this week. And I was like, well, that's crazy. So last night when I was prepping for the topic, it came up that it was a hoax. The whole thing is untrue. Like this guy is, they don't even know if this is like a real, a real actor even. Maybe it's, it's an AI. It, it looks like an AI, doesn't it? That picture he looks like a, a Final Fantasy. There's like this character. meme I saw of like Gwyneth Paltrow, like as some like weird person, like out in like a field, dude. like a hobo, and they were just like, AI's got to stop making stuff. Dude, the it AI looks like her. She looks like a feral human, like out in a field, <laughs> but it's Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Gwyneth Farrell Paltrow. Gwyneneth Farrell Paltrow. Feral Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, so it ends up that this is a hoax. This yeah. didn't really happen. This guy isn't even a real person. And this whole thing's blew my mind because why did someone make this up and why did every news story in the, in the world It was probably run? to bring attention to that pop band. It, you know, that's a really good thought. It could, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe they were losing steam and their publicist was like, let's do this. <laughs> this sounds like... That's the most random idea They ever. probably typed in chat GBT. How can I bring attention? Boom. Chat so GBT. I think the, the pop band, they from like Korea, right? Yeah, yeah South Korea. K-pop. Yeah, yeah, and K-pop. I think they have to they have to serve in the army. Like, yeah, you're right. One so or two I think of them had to go to mandatory military. Yeah, service. so yeah. they're on like a hiatus right now for yeah, that reason. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I so anyway, this whole thing's fake. Um, but just very briefly, if this was real, what I would say about this, and <laughs> you know, it comes down to people trying to have surgery to look like a celebrity. Now, there's yeah. one way that I think this would be okay. If somebody came to my office and said, "I have a picture of." Kim Kardashian's breasts, and I want them to look like that. Okay, I that's reasonable, right? I mean, you're showing someone an image of something, a body part, and you say, I want to look like this. Okay, that's not necessarily a warning sign. But if somebody comes to me with a picture of Kim Kardashian and says, I want to look like this, like I want to look like her, yeah, that's a warning sign. Um, that typically, or not typically, is oftentimes associated with body dysmorphic disorder. Yeah. So it's a more psychological issue, and, and oftentimes these these people won't be happy no matter what you do to them. Yeah, you know, because you're never going to look like Right, them. exactly. I mean, it's just unrealistic them. to say yeah. you can make them look exactly like that. And then, you know, the other issues I have with this, I mean, you're, I mean, having 12 surgeries sounds realistic. I mean, that's what it would likely take to completely change your appearance to look like someone else. Mm. And so I do have an issue with people having that many surgeries and maybe trying to do a bunch of those surgeries at once. I think that's kind of well, sketchy. For your body to... Right. I mean, when I heard this and it's like, oh, he had 12 surgeries and he died, even though he's 22, I was like, yeah, I mean, that kind of checks out. I mean, that definitely could happen. Uh, you know, I mean, that's just a lot of potential. And, and also, too, a lot of these surgeries are surgeries that are not kind of bread and butter plastic surgeries. I mean, you know how I am. I kind of do the bread and butter stuff and the more fringe stuff. I'm just not interested because you, know, you start to get increased complication rates and whatnot. Um, so... So there's that. And then lastly, it's like, you know, what kind of surgeon would agree to do this? I mean, you, when you when you say, I want to, like, I know. turn myself into another person, you got to find a special before. kind of surgeon that's going to agree to that, which I think would potentially increase your risk as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just thought the whole thing was weird. I mean, it was weird. That it was The story was weird. The fact that it was a hoax was weird. Have you have you heard about the other story? There's a story about a girl who tried to look like Kim Kardashian. Yes. You heard about that? I did. In fact, that was popping up. And I, I've looked at that in the past. She doesn't really look like Kim Kardashian, does she? I can't remember. That's like a while back, wasn't it? So this one, I think, is like fairly new. She died of like cardiac arrest or something like that. Oh, she died? Yeah, so she, I guess there was a, a story yes. that was like she had gotten like so many surgeries 
And I think, I guess, while doing one of the surgeries in the middle of it, um, she had like a cardiac arrest and really? like she passed away. When you may, was this? Was that uh, recent? This or was like back? last. This was this week, I believe, actually. What? This was just this week. How did I miss that? Yeah, this was this I'm week. I'm gonna have to look now. Please, I would love to have your opinion on it. Oh, definitely. I'll yeah. look it up. I'm That's surprised so it didn't pop into my feed. Because like, I watch the Kardashians like all the time. Me and Avery love watching them. Cause yeah. I think they're hilarious. But um, the commercial, their trailer was like, Kylie was like, we need to talk about the beauty standards that we are putting out into the world. Yeah, I saw that. That's and, very And like what we're doing say. to young women. Like, yeah. like, cause she's has a kid now and she's, so she's raising a little girl that's looking at all these like Barbie like women who had to pay to look like that. That's not natural. Yeah. So it's it like, insane. so she's just like, wants everybody to know, like, you know, yeah. like we didn't, like we didn't just, you know, work out really hard and like <laughs> right. we had to pay yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that is important that, you know, unrealistic expectations are yeah. not assumed by the general public consuming social media. And we've talked about that many yeah. times. So I just think it's good that she said yeah. that. No, it's good. It's very. And she's not yeah. like, no, I've never had anything done. Yeah. I do appreciate <laughs> when, when celebrities are honest about those things yeah. because I think it's important. And, uh, you know, like Doja Cat was one that was talking mm-hmm. about it. And, you know, I, I appreciate when people are like that because it's being, you know, truthful and honest. And I think that's best for, for everyone. So, Agreed. All right. Well, interesting topics today. Um, hopefully we'll get some comments on there. I'd love to hear what everyone. We actually did get some comments. Oh, uh, we did? We have time for them? Yeah. Kate Whelan said, great discussion. I think she was more so talking about the gender transition discussion. Because uh, okay. that was a little bit earlier of a comment. And then there's another gentleman by the name of Skunk Ape who complimented Sarah on her strong arms. He said, you, <laughs> he said, you, are, you look very strong. You look super fit. Sarah is strong, man. <laughs> if a fight breaks out here, I'm going to stand behind her. Absolutely. I like she's, she's kind of if I wear any type of, like, my shoulders are out of control. Are you working them out a lot or what? Um, no, I've just always naturally, naturally. had really big Were you a traps. swimmer in college? No, gymnastics. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah so gymnastics. my arms have always been, this part of my body yeah. has always been hey, extremely cl- Claim your gains, Sarah. Claim your yeah. gains. Nothing wrong with Are it at all. good. Absolutely. Yeah. A I thousand like, percent. I, like I, I have to like... have you up here to offset me. I'm like the old guy, so, <laughs> you know, I can't. You don't want to see me in like a, a, like a, what is it, like a Razorback style, like shirt. It like, I mean. What is that? It just, it, it enhances the. I mean, you know, looking, looking fits good. I mean, absolutely. So absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for those comments. We do appreciate it. And um, yeah, if you have anything you want us to talk about, leave us a comment. We're always looking for what people want to hear about, and we want to talk about the things that you're interested in. So, and we hope to give like an honest opinion about it. So, if you enjoyed today's show, please like, please subscribe, uh, tell your friends, leave us a comment. We'll see you next week on the Talk.